Good morning and welcome to Alcoholics Anonymous AA meeting on air. My name is Steve and I'm an alcoholic. Hi Steve. Hi Steve. Uh, we'll start our meeting with the serenity prayer. God, God grant, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Uh, the preamble of Alcoholics Anonymous. Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength and hope with each other that they may help each other recover from alcoholism. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. There are no dues or fees for AA membership. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. AA is not allied with any set, denomination, politics, organisation or institution, does not wish to engage in any controversy and neither endorses nor opposes any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay sober and help other alcoholics to achieve sobriety. Uh, welcome to our meeting this morning. We have members of our fellowship on, and we'll be sharing our experience, strength and hope about our journeys of recovery from alcoholism. And to start sharing off this morning, Janet, do you want to share? Yeah, thanks, Steve. My name's Janet and I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Janet. Hi, Janet. And it's a real privilege to be here and, and thanks for the opportunity to be able to share my story. So I was born in a family that doesn't have any alcoholism in it at all as far as I'm aware. I was brought up in a loving family. Um, there was no childhood trauma. There was there was no difficulties when I was growing up. I had a great childhood. And I, in fact, didn't, um, didn't drink alcoholically at all until my mid to late 30s. I, I was a social drinker. I could take it or leave it. It, it wasn't an issue for me. And um, I had a good life. I, I had a great job. I had a family that loved me. I had friends. And I was, I was really happy. However, in my 20s, I, 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 when I look back now, I, I was never satisfied with what I had. I always wanted something different. I always wanted something more. When I look back now, I can see that that was actually the alcoholism without the alcohol um, and I was always striving for the next thing. At the time I just thought I was ambitious and I thought it was a good thing um, but when I look back now it, it was actually a little bit out of control um, how much I was dissatisfied. I, I kind of had this big hole that I, that, I, that I tried to fill with things and with people and, and I never ever got, got completely satisfied. So um, I, I, I started to get a bit discontent with my life there was nothing in my life to be discontented about but I just started to get discontent with my life and I found that a drink at night just took the edge off it it just it just made things feel a little bit more okay than what it had before and and that that was how my drinking was for a couple of years it was just taking the edge off but then all of a sudden that drink turned into two drinks turned into a bottle turned into two bottles turned into three bottles and, and and I didn't even see it coming but before I knew it I was a daily blackout drunk. I was very high functioning, I had a great job, I was travelling around the world, had a family that loved me, um, everything on the outside looked fine yet when I, I, I just couldn't wait to get home. I, I, I never ever, I never ever took a morning drink and um, I, I don't know if I say that with some pride, but but it was it seemed to be important to me. I seemed to intuitively know that that I I shouldn't drink, 
But every waking moment was, where am I going to be at five o'clock? Am I going to have enough booze? And I'd make excuses and I'd pull out of functions and I'd I'd push people away from me so that at five o'clock I was somewhere where I could just drink the way I wanted to drink. And once I, I, I decided that I needed to stop, that it was actually not serving me anymore, it wasn't taking the edge away, it was actually taking my life away, I found I couldn't stop. And look, I, I was in control of everything in my life and it really um, confused me that I couldn't stop drinking when I wanted to stop drinking. Tell you one thing that happened though, it never occurred to me not to have the first drink. It was only when I got into Alcoholics Anonymous that I learnt that it's the first drink that will get me drunk. And that's what I do every day to day. It's one thing that they've taught me in Alcoholics Anonymous is that I live just for today. So so on a daily basis I decide that I'm not going to have a drink. And I've got a few years up now, um, but even though I've got years up, I just do this program day by day. So just going back to my story, I, I, I came into Alcoholics Anonymous kicking and screaming. I did not believe I was an alcoholic. An alcoholic was not somebody like me, um, and that was my own ignorance. I, I was presented with a, with a solution. They gave me a whole pile of tools, and they told me what to do, and I looked at them, and I saw that they looked happy, and I saw that they seemed to have something that worked for them, but I kind of thought it probably wouldn't work for me. I was happy for them. But I thought, this probably won't work for me. And so even though I didn't drink, I didn't accept the solution. So all I then became was a, was a drunk who wasn't drinking. And, and that was even worse than, a, than, than being a blackout drunk, to be honest. I was miserable. I was lonely. Um, and, it was, and it was horrible. And I still don't know to this day why I didn't start drinking again. But... Um, instead of starting drinking again, something happened. I won't go into, into what that was because there's not enough time. But I just decided, why don't I just give it a go? Why don't I do what these people are telling me will, will work? And, and why don't I start living in the solution rather than living in the problem? And so that's what I did. I started, I had been going to Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, but, but, but I wasn't really engaged. I'd, I'd, I'd arrive just as the meeting started. I'd wear my stay away face all the way through the meeting and I'd scarper as soon as it finished. And I'd go home and I'd say, well, that didn't make me feel better. Um, and, and, and it proved to me that I didn't belong in Alcoholics Anonymous. It's funny that since I've, I've actually started to live in the solution, I actually find that the meetings do make me feel better and, and that the meetings haven't changed, it's me that's changed. So I started to put both feet inside the fellowship, it, it, that, that's, that's what they say. I got myself a sponsor, I started working through the steps and, um, and I found a new freedom a, and it's a freedom that, you know, ever since my 20s I, I, I hadn't felt that, that kind of freedom. I'd, I'd always been... Uh, almost paralysed by what other people thought about me or what I thought other people thought about me. Often, often it was probably in my own head. Um, and my ego has become right-sized. I do my... I, I live my life, I've already said, I live my life one day at a time. But I also live my life for others. It's a real privilege for me to do service like what I'm doing here today. Um, I... I, I sometimes think back and 
you know, I'm, I'm not grateful for the for the hell that it was at the end of my drinking because it was horrible. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But I am grateful that I had that rock bottom that gave me the opportunity to to have a have a second second birth almost. It's it's a, it's it's a life. It's not a life beyond my wildest dreams because, you know, people still irritate me. Life still happens. You know, things happen that wouldn't be as I would have them happen. But the difference now is that I can just deal with those things as they come. I don't have to analyse them. I don't have to seek revenge on people. don't have to be nasty about it. I, I can just accept life on life's terms. And I know that if I'm having a bad day, I can wake up tomorrow and I can recalibrate myself. So it's, it's a wonderful life and, and I'm very, very happy. So, Steve, thanks for the opportunity to share today. Um, for, you, for you listening out there, look, if you do have a problem with alcohol, it doesn't have to be that way. There, there is a solution and, and we're not that scary. There's a lot of meetings all around the country and, and, and in the islands and in different places. So I just urge you, if you do have a problem with alcohol, it doesn't have to be like that. There is a solution and I hope we see you in the rooms. Thanks. Thanks, Jenna. Uh, you're listening to Alcoholics Anonymous on 104.6 Planet FM. We have members of our fellowship in this morning and they're sharing their experience, strength and hope about their journey of recovery from alcoholism. The next person to share is Mel. Do you want to share? Yeah, morning. Thanks, Steve. Hi, I'm Mel, alcoholic. Hi, Mel. Hi, Mel. Um, yeah, okay. So this is the first time I've shared on Planet FM. Um, I'll start with my... I came into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous... Uh, in November last year after um, I like to say two years of extremely heavy drinking um, my drinking got to the stage where I was drinking daily and in the morning Um, but after being in the fellowship I've reflected back to when I started drinking as a 14 year old Um, I've now come to understand that from a really young age I drank alcoholically um, it was still full of void. I, I thought I was the big party girl that could party all night and keep up with the boys. And um, and I continued through life um, from 14 until um, nine months ago to continue to drink um, insanely. My behaviour was insane. Um, and, and look, for years I thought it was okay. I, I hang, hung out with people that drank like me. Um, I was surrounded myself with people who wanted to party and um, but the last two years became um, really ugly and really really dark for me um, I now realise and I didn't realise I couldn't put down the drink I um, I was obsessing about when my next drink, next drink was and I got to a stage where I was hiding, lying um, you know, some really shameful moments in my drinking um, that led me into deep depression. And in the end, I, um, you know, I was a happy person. I thought I was a happy person and a positive person, but it was all a big show. I was wearing a mask for all these years and my drinking, drinking led me to depression and sadly tried to take my life um, and I went into a respite home for five days. And during that five days, I had two wonderful women who 
talked to me about AA and I said, you know, no, absolutely not. I'm not an alcoholic. Um, I'm depressed. Um, I'm just a bit empty at the moment. My marriage is not good. Um, I, you know, just looking at all the outs, just blaming other things and people, places. Um, and I didn't want to admit that I was an alcoholic. On the fifth day that I got out of the respite, I decided I was so broken and I thought I'll go and listen to what this, what they have to say at AA. I'd never really heard about it. I didn't know what to expect. Um, I walked into my first meeting crying and shivering um, and I was five days clean and sober. Um, and I heard... I was I cried because I didn't want to be there but I also heard some these stories that I could relate to and I yeah just something hit me inside and I thought these you know these people know what they're talking about and I felt my emptiness I could relate but I still didn't want to want to admit that I was an alcoholic I looked at the 12 steps on the wall um, and I sang God I was brought up as a Catholic um, and God scared me so and I blamed him for a lot of things that had happened in my life so when I seen that on the wall I thought this is not for me and I can say today the God that I have in my life my higher power of my understanding is very very different to what I grew up with Um, and I'm so grateful for AA for my God now. Um, but anyway, I I didn't want to accept um, that I was an alcoholic. At step one, two and three, I just didn't want a bar off. So I sadly had a five-day relapse in January and it was the rock bottom of all, you know, and where they often say in the rooms that you have to hit your your rock bottom and I I um, pray every day that that was my that that was my absolute rock bottom um it was an awful I don't remember three days of it um I ended up in hospital and I came back the next day on the fifth day having a drink had had a drink in the morning and I came back and I put my hands up at AA and people surrounded me and people were there and they they looked after me and they said it was going to be okay and I I I I literally threw my hands up in the air and I said, I will do anything. And that week I did step one and two. I got a, I got a new sponsor. I had a sponsor in my first three months, but I didn't do any of the suggested, suggested things and I didn't contact her. I got a new sponsor and I'm just over nine months sober now and I could probably count maybe 10 days that I haven't rung her every day. Um, and I wanted to work the steps. I wanted. I started to hear people's stories in their you know, their strength and their hope and I could see the light in people's eyes and I wanted that. So um, I, from that, from 29th of January, I, the obsession to drink left me really quickly, which I'm so grateful for. Um, I listen to my sponsor's suggestions. I read the big book and I do the things that um, are suggested to, to me by my fellows and my sponsor and today I'm learning more about my isms so the obsession is to drink is gone um, but what I'm left with is 
um, all these emotions and feelings that for since I can, as far as I can remember back, 14, I've never dealt with them. I've, I'm realising that I self-medicated. Um, I'm realising um, my low self-esteem and what alcohol did for me was a, was a power, you know, it made me feel powerful. It made me feel like I was happy and I was on top of the world. But it was all just, you know, fake and it wasn't real. And now I'm, I'm learning what Mel likes and what Mel, what Mel, um, what she wants out of life, and that's, you know, this, the kindness, the love, the humility, the service. That these are things that I've learnt in such a, you know, nine months. It's not a long time when I think about, you know, twenty five years of drinking and awful behaviour. This program's a true gift, um, and I'm um, I'm a really grateful alcoholic. And I know some people don't like to say that, but I really am. Today I, 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 um, I have three children and I am, I look to them and they are so grateful they have a sober mum and a present mum and I want to be able to hand the things that I learn in the rooms of AA about kindness and love and compassion and you know being compassionate and tolerance and patience these are things as a 40 year old woman I'm learning now that I can talk to my kids about and um, that's pretty special so um, yeah I'm going to keep coming back I live my life one day at a time Um, I you know I prayed I'm so grateful for the higher power I have in my life I pray every morning sometimes through the day every night and um my meditation and it's a spiritual journey and it's a wonderful journey and I am um, truly, truly blessed. So um, that's my message for today. So thank you, Steve, for asking me to share. Thanks, Mel. Uh, you're listening to Alcoholics Anonymous on 104.6 Planet FM. Uh, we have members of our fellowship in sharing our experience, strength and hope about our journey of recovery. Uh, the next person to share this morning is Z. Do you want to share? Good morning, this is uh, Z. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Z. Uh, thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to share my journey with alcohol and with AA. I started drinking 36 years back. I was quite young. I was bro- born and brought up in a very, very religious family, in a Muslim family, and I went to a Catholic school, so God was a part of my everyday life. But it wasn't my God. It was my parents' God. And then it went. I went to school. It was God from the church. I never connected to the God. Uh, I had a lot of resentment, a lot of anger in me uh, since my childhood. Uh, may the, maybe the reason was that I went to a school, a public school, where there were so many rich kids and they used to bring beautiful gadgets uh, like pens and pencils and diaries and bags and I was the poor one who just was not fitting well into it and I just blamed everybody for that Uh, and it kept on that resentment kept growing into me as I kept on growing and alcohol was not a part in my family nobody had I have ever seen drinking in my family but uh, when I had my first drink, I felt, oh, wow, this is something which I really love. It took that resentment away for a second, and I just 
lived as he and I thought wow that's that's the feeling I have and it started as a social thing uh, I felt like a young man wow I had a glass in my hand uh, looking at these movies of Hollywood and Bollywood where uh, you know a young man is always carrying a glass or a bottle with him you know trying to be a man enough well it was not long enough when i realized that well i was not a man enough to hold that bottle in my hand uh, initially i was drinking alcohol after a few years now i can see the alcohol was drinking me it was taking z away from within me i was a kind person as last i remember when i was sober i used to help people but but later on it all became about me myself my ego i am the right person everybody else has to be blamed they are not good enough for me oh my dad he's not good enough for me why because he has not done great in his life he doesn't have a big car he doesn't have a flash house like my friends have i even blamed god for what but he gave me everything but i blamed him for not giving food for to people to children in africa they're dying of hunger well i blamed god people are drowning running away from countries where there's war i blamed god but i didn't do anything to help those people except blaming everybody left right and center God had blessed me with everything a nice loving family a beautiful wife a beautiful daughter but i never realized what alcohol had done to me alcohol had blindfolded me and i was running all around with a naked sword in my hand just murdering killing every relationship around me every happiness every hand which is coming towards me to give me a hug i was just slashing those hands and people did try to come near me but i didn't let anybody come near to me because that person was taking my time away from my alcohol i just wanted to be left alone i had i found each and every reason not to go to any party not because i was anti social just because I just wanted to be drink, uh, drunk all the time you know just find any reason to be alone in a corner and that's what a difference between a normal drinker and an alcoholic is a normal drink a person who drinks normally will have a drink or two or maybe leave one in the glass and walk away for me i was always looking for the fifth or the sixth drink first four drinks was just to like warm me up and then it was like yeah <clears throat> now we are talking now i feel that wow it's coming in me now yeah i'm living but for how long you know like you can't keep on drinking you know and especially when you are getting old i could i remember when i was 18 or 19 i could drink two or three bottles easily and i was nobody could even tell me that i'm, I'm drunk but in the last 2 years oh my god it went to another extent you know like just a half a bottle and i'm not even able to walk properly uh, then my wife came to me and she tried to make me understand that z what you are doing is not normal but i thought oh she's mad she's just she doesn't want 
you know she because just she she doesn't drink she drinks coke but if she can drink a bottle of coke why can't i drink a bottle of scotch what's wrong in them i mean it's two different drinks so but as i said it was me i am right nobody can come in between me and my bottle and all i wanted was whether i am on the plane in a car driving a car sitting as a right as next to the driver all i have is a glass of drink in my hand i could not survive uh, without a drink you know even when i am sleeping i had a bottle under the bed and i will quietly try to quietly slide it out under the bed and have a gulp or two and feel that oh wow but then oh maybe i need just last one more and that will make me peaceful enough to go and have a good sleep then it never ended when by the time it's 4 o'clock in the morning and it's time to go go to work but with so much of drinking well you are not really at work but i was still a good performer i was i used to perform uh, even when i was drinking so much because that was me i always wanted the best for myself uh, it was the anger and resentment which made me like that that i always wanted the best for myself best for my family and in that journey i ruined the happiness of my family i all i could remember is the tears in my wife's eyes in my daughter's eye and and i was fortunate enough that i came to aa with a will of leaving alcohol and aa had a way and that's why people say when there's a will there's a way well i had a will the aa showed me the way and i i admitted that i have a problem i am an alcoholic i'm not a person who drinks normally i can't stop once i start drinking and with aa i got connected to people who were coming from a similar background they have the similar problem it's a disease and unfortunately there's no cure for it there's no tablet there's no injection there's no drip made for it where you can have it and next day you're fit and fine you have to live with it and you have to deal with it day by day every day and that's what i have learned that it's not once you go to a or you go for a month to a and you are alcohol free it's just the next drink i know i touch the next drink and i will go to back to square one and coming to a it keeps me on my path to happiness and i just remember last week uh, i have been sober for 3 months only now well probably 3 months not only <laughs> yeah my daughter and my my wife they both had tears in their eyes and thanks to a for those tears because these tears were of happiness and not of sadness thank you so much steve for giving this time to me thanks a lot uh thank you zay uh both had members of our fellowship on this morning <clears throat> we've been sharing our experience strength and hope about a journey of recovery from alcoholism Uh, if you have identified with our speakers and you'd like to do something about your drinking uh, there's a couple of things you can do you can log on to aa.org.nz and in the, in, in the button under meetings lists there's the list of all meetings 
uh, in the Greater Auckland area. We have about 140-odd meetings a week, and we'll also give you a list of meetings up and down the country as well. Or you can phone 0800 AA Works, and this will put you in contact with an AA member in your local area. Now, we'll be back here again next Sunday at 10.45 on 104.6 Planet FM with Alcoholics Anonymous AA meeting on air. And we'll close our meeting with the serenity prayer. God, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. difference.